tonight on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, Cooking with the Daleks. Enjoy the recipe that will exterminate your species. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to TalkCast 223. And, uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> There's a whole lot going on in the background. You don't want to know anything about it. But I'm going to let you in on a bunch of secrets in the next couple of minutes. Shut up. Uh, I'm awesomely professional. <laughs> yeah, join us in our third annual Threefer, a rare confluence of space-time and causality in which anything can happen and will happen. Things will go bump in the night and, and stuff. Uh, deep in Area 51 on sub-level 19 from Roy Boy's Pseudo-Soy Raw Bar, say that quickly three times, where tonight when we say, is this real chicken, we know the correct response is a polite and muted laugh. I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight are some of our usual suspects. From the Revere Time Vortex, our violent soundboard vixen, Countess of Shiny Stuff, inaccurately referred to as Testy when all she really wants to do is test, Vice Secretary of Opinions R Us Weekly, the non-paper eco-friendly e-zine for nerds, it's our own girl genius, Kriana. Sorry, I was reading this comic, it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit, it's incredible. I'm just kind of dying. <laughs> From the stacks of her personal quiet place in the dank dungeon, indoor zen garden, and robot reading room, the unmutable woman herself who is known throughout the known universe as the obvious successor to Dr. Susan Calvin, it is the Zombrarian. I'm just so taken aback and in awe of our professionalism. <laughs> Shut up. We're good at everything tonight. <laughs> No kidding. I no longer have anything super glued to my fingers. We no the longer have... The intro totally worked exactly the way it always does. Obviously. Kriana we... is not yes. currently reading up the, on tonight's guest instead of doing it, you know, a day before. Hey, we've had extenuating circumstances. It's true, we have. I've had not that that makes any difference from usual, but you know. So at this point in, in the introduction, I was about to say what I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to do anyway. In, in honor of our third annual threefer, our guests tonight were supposed to have been Michael J. Sullivan, author of Hollow World, Tracy Hickman, author of The Immortals, and Joe Whitby, the creative force behind the webcomic Craigie Who and Mr. Timey Pants. But it's not really a threefer because Mike isn't here tonight, so... Basically, we should start the show over, and it should be a twofer, except I didn't have time to write it. So, with all further ado, Tracy Hickman, author of The Immortals, Joe Whitby, from London, where it's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Cardiff. Cardiff. 
Cardiff. <laughs> Get it right. Some Close dome. Over the big Different stuff country. Thing. Different country altogether. <laughs> you you, you could make some crack about Welsh and not having vowels. That's that's basically the only way you can oh, make this worse. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, saying. Sir, I didn't do that, but you did. No, 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 I said you could. That's the difference. I, I didn't actually say anything. So, Joe, welcome Hello. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely to be here. I'm actually not laughing at you. I'm still laughing at your comic. <laughs> That's okay. That's it. <laughs> About a month ago, um, I got sent a link to uh, Craigie Who and Mr. Timey Pants. And just kind of, well, I'm in this kind of webcomic. I'm really grooving on webcomic stuff. And somebody sent me this link, and I just kind of went, <gasps> and then like a week and a half later, somebody went, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. And I went to your Kickstarter page, and it had already, with like three days into it, had kind of yeah. like done. You were you had already hit your goal three days uh, in. I, I hit my goal within three hours of launching it. <laughs> Holy crap. And I'm, I'm not surprised. It's so fucking awesome. I don't even know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean, the more people read it, the more people heard about it. It just kept blowing up and blowing up more and more. Right now, it's sitting there with 24 days left to go, and you are over four times your your goal. I know. I know. That's crazy. I'm. I just. I was blown away. Absolutely. It's just incredible. I really wasn't expecting that. I was. I was waiting just to feel like by the end of it we'll just reach 450 and maybe a little bit more. So let's start with how the hell you got this idea. Where did this come from? Well. Um, I am, well, I'm a huge Craig Ferguson fan. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, and I'm also a, a huge Doctor Who fan as well. So knowing that um, Craig was in a band with Peter and basically Peter just started Craig on his comedy career. Um, Which a lot went, of people in the US don't really know. Yeah. And it's very important because he wouldn't be where he is now without Peter Capaldi. Um and basically, the, the thing that started it all was obviously I was waiting for the announcement of who was going to be the next Doctor and the rumours were, you know, that Peter was going to be it. And you know how people usually cheer for sports and stuff? Well, I was right. watching the TV announcement and I think the whole street heard me cheer when <laughs> Peter was announced. Um, so, so there was that. And they obviously, they did acid together, which um, they talked about. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> now, now, my, here's my question. Since you have met Peter in person, are yeah. his eyes that piercing in person? Yes, they are. Oh my god. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> He's really tall. He's a lot taller than I thought. So my picture next to him is this short ass next to a really tall piercing-eyed man. All right, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything, but I love your casting choice there at the end of episode four. Yeah, I have yeah. to remind myself of my own episodes. That, I have episode four. 
Yeah. I'm trying to be cryptic so I don't give anything away, but that makes well, so technical. much sense! Well, there's... There, I can't say anything the next episode. I can't say what's no. going to happen. No! For those of us... Ah, this for is those, no, 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 no. For those of you guys who are listening to this either in the peanut gallery tonight live or when it comes out on Saturday on iTunes, when it comes out, you are one day away from the next episode. Yeah, basically stop what you're doing. Especially really? if you're listening right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Click Go. on the link on the web page. Wait, no, 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 no. Because no. if they're... Wait, wait, wait. I got to give them the link if they're in the chat room. Hang on. Okay. Let, me, let me find the link. <laughs> the link is... A, oh, okay. You're actually going to post it to Um. Them. Yes, guys. Cam. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dudes. Dude. Click on that link right now. Stop listening to this. Why are you still listening to me? Go read that comic book. I'm not even listening to whatever they're saying. I don't care if you're knitting, Cam. Read the comic. <laughs> and and then giggle. Like because I that's what yeah. we've been doing. That's what I've been doing for the past two weeks. How many I'm glad episodes? you're finding it funny. Because oh, I always worry that it's is the humor is it actually funny? Yeah. It, oh it is. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> because because for some reason you write Craig Ferguson like you've watched a ton of the Late Late Show. Oh, does it show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you've got his cadence of his speech patterns down perfectly. I know. What does that say about me? <laughs> um, I think that you're awesome, but someone else might have a different opinion. <laughs> when, how do you get how do you get the CBS feed? Oh, um, by by means that I cannot say. By completely uh-huh. legal means. <laughs> you have yeah, a friend sh- in America who Skypes you and then you watch it on Skype. <laughs> of course I do. That's exactly what happens. Because <laughs> I think that's legal. It might, Is it? It, it may well be. <laughs> they film their television for me. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. I'll go with that. Now, once there are 250 copies of this limited, very limited edition comic, you're not going to add any more? Seriously? You're not going to add any more? Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I might do. I might do. Uh, you're we'll going to have to. I mean, look at where you're at. How many no, wait, more wait, 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 wait. First of all, don't pressure her. If that's yeah, all she's got, me. hey, if that's all she wants to do, like, it's better to leave it on an awesome note than to push it and have it get stupid. So, whatever you want to yeah. do, it's your decision. I'll see, I'll see how it's going um, near the end of the Kickstarter, but if the if the demand is there, then, you know, I, I might do, say, 500 instead. And you're but we I, can I don't, don't want to do it more than that, really. We can, we can make well, the you're going to hand number them all, so there's something yeah. that- so that's an awful lot of work. Exactly. So I'm limiting the amount of work I have to do because it's yeah. already taken me hours to do the comic anyway. I was gonna say, don't, don't, don't you want her? Do you want her hands to cramp up and then she can't make more comic? Absolutely not. God. Absolutely not. Those hands are a gift from the gods. Right now. <laughs> so the reality is. You've been a fan of of Craig and Peter from the days of their music. No. No? no. Holy crap, I'm not that old. Wow. (laughs) Well, wait a minute, because I am, actually, and I was. (laughs) No, no, I wasn't um, born then. 
No, I've I've literally I've been a Doctor Who fan since the TV movie, um, and I've been a Craig fan for not not that long, maybe four, three or four years. So it's yeah, I've not been a very long fan. <laughs> what are you laughing about? What is it? Have I said something? No, no, you're just reading. <laughs> She's Sorry. reading the talk. It's just so oh, right. funny. I can't help Concentrate. it. Concentrate. <laughs> uh, hang on. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in the chat. What I was laughing at. Mm. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of weird. I'm sorry. It's just. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> I have no idea what you've seen either. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Wow. So, a couple, a, about a year back, you were just doing some random cartooning, and you came across, uh, uh, I, you posted on your website the original uh, cartoon that started the web comic. Yes. With Craig Ferguson sketch. and Peter Cabaldi taking an acid trip. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor visiting them and just saying, you know, it'll be all right. And what's that duck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many how many episodes are there right now? There are eight at present, and there will be ten um, completed. Okay. Well, I'm close to the end then. Damn! Damn it! I have to go back and read it again. So, what was the impetus of that that original comic that you wrote? Was just one of those things that you just kind of well, this would be cool. Yeah, I just thought it'd be really funny. So. And I always think if I if I get a little idea like that in my mind, I've got to get it onto, you know, paper and do it. And then I so I posted the the acid trip one on on Tumblr, and it got a good response. And people kept saying to me, "Oh, Craig should be the next companion, or he should be the master, or whatever." And so I thought, ah, I I really should just go with this. Let's do a comic. Let's just run with it. And there's the one question I have to ask because it just is the most compelling thing I've ever seen is that you're also publishing the comic in Japanese as well? In Chinese. In Chinese. Yeah. Excellent identification of languages, Tom. <laughs> you could have done better? Yeah. Uh-huh, but you didn't, so back the hell off. <laughs> what is... <laughs> Sorry, oh, no. no, this is comic again. So, so why? How did why? That... Yeah. Um, well, I, I posted the English version up on Tumblr again, and um, some Chinese fans just asked me for permission to translate it into Chinese. So they have a little Craig Ferguson Doctor Who fan community somewhere. No way. That's adorable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that, so I thought, well, I'll just include it on on the the site as well. That's that's you know, it's awesome. It seeing it in Chinese, is, yes. And and somehow it looks very different, and I'm not sure why it just does. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, even the faces have a more anime look just because it's Chinese there, and I don't know why, but it does. Yeah, I guess so. No, it's, it's so awesome. I don't know what's... Yeah, it looks totally different. <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't look different at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So what yeah, do you do? What do you do uh, that that brought you to doing this webcomic? What's your What's your other jobs? Your other functions in the world? Well, I'm a full time musician, and I do um, the artwork and stuff. So I have a little illustration and web development um, business as well to kind of balance out the the moments when I'm not making music. So, which is quite a few moments of not making music at the moment. That's just one of the <laughs> the things of being a musician. Talk, talk. Can we talk a little bit about your music and, and yeah, and that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, Please. I I make music as Lawrence made me cry, which is the kind of band title, but it's it's really just um, solo work that I do. But I get lots of collaborators with me, and um, I've I did. Do you a, have a new CD that's out? Yeah, it came out um, last year. It's called The Diary of Me. And uh, it was nominated for a Welsh Music Prize, which I didn't wow. win, but it's cool to be Well, nominated. you know what that says to me? That says they have no taste. Clearly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly. You are better than any of the other choices. I don't even care who they were. You're, you're cooler than them, just by default. Uh, I, I'm well, thinking she's right. But, yeah. So who's, I've been doing that for a while. Who's on the album? Um, lots of people that you won't know. <laughs> but somebody who's listening may. That's oh. okay. Um, okay. Uh, there's um, some really cool Welsh artists. Um, there's a guy called Alone and Dementio13, who also produced the album as well. Um, there's a uh, lovely lady from Illinois uh, called Diane Marie Clover. Um, Freddie Nunes from... Um, he was in California, but he's now um, in New York, and a whole host. Oh, do, have you seen the YouTube video of a, a German lady making a TARDIS? No, but no. I think we need to. <laughs> <laughs> She's called Astrid, and um, she wrote something for for the album. Literally, just because I saw her video, and I thought she was really cool. It's like, do you want to be on my album and just write something for it? <laughs> so she did. <laughs> So this this whole thing, this whole persona has just been kind of like friends and handshakes and, hey, this is cool, let's try that. Yeah, yeah, basically. And um, it freaking I, works. It's, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so, so much fun. You know, and, and I think that's the cool part about this whole thing uh, and, and, and what you're doing and how you're doing it and, and the response that people are getting from it is there's a sense of joyous fun in it yeah yeah definitely and I, mean, I wouldn't do it if it you know if it wasn't fun because I mean the the comic takes up I mean pretty much every episode is about 40 hours work gone into it so I have to do that on a monthly basis so if it wasn't fun I I wouldn't bother basically so what else do you want to talk about because I could just sit and talk to you all night long I mean <laughs> Tracy, Tracy's just sitting there going, he's been reading it for the past half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did you ask me a question? No, 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 no. I've been, I've been reading this comic. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what we've all been doing, except I, I've been reading it at work. 
which is so where I it's like the show is in braille. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be audio, but we're all reading something. It's it's very yeah. strange. There's, a, there's, there's an odd confluence of the the, the spheres of influence tonight. I uh, wow. <laughs> well, oh come of on! That can't conference. be the end till Sunday. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> come on! Not cool, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking of odd confluences, I do have something for Joe. Okay. <laughs> Joe's worried. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she shouldn't be. She shouldn't be. Okay, this is for you, Joe. I don't normally do this, but this is for you. In 1963, the BBC prepared a show about an alien who wandered through space and time to combat the powers of evil. He's a force for good in an otherwise uncertain universe. How's that? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, think, I think that that video should be the, the image for the, this podcast. I know we've only put it on our blog like 800 times, but... Only? One more time can't hurt, because <laughs> it's basically <laughs> my favorite video ever. <laughs> I'm so breathing. How, I'm how breathing. long do you think this is going to continue? I mean, clearly you've struck a nerve where people have have come out that you never thought in ways that you never thought they would, in amounts you never thought they would, to in support of this. Yeah. Um, I think I will be taking a little bit of a break because it does take up a lot of my life at the moment. But there are more storylines kind of developing. So I think I may continue it. But I, I'm not going to say yes or no, like, definite, because... It is such a time-consuming thing, but it would be a shame to to not do it. Well, if you don't, just keep in mind we know where you live. <laughs> or we at least know your Skype address, if not. Well, I mean, yes. just, Wales is not that big. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. I'll basically I'll keep going until Craig stops doing the Late Late Show. <laughs> So, it's, however long that, that is, another fun. ten years. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we'll hold you. And you need to think about doing a second Kickstarter when, because there are enough people who really seem to enjoy wanting to have a physical copy of this. Myself being one of them, I cannot wait to get it. Seriously, I can't, I can't wait to see it printed either. I'm just oh, so excited. I just want it in my hands already. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, I'm curious, so Joe, actually, Joe, you, uh, you about your Kickstarter experience. How's, how has that been for you? It's been it's been very good. I I did a similar thing for my my album for the music um, using a different site. I used something called Sponsumi, mm -hmm. which is different in the sense that you actually get the money whether you meet the goal or not. Um, and that wasn't so um, rewarding the Sponsumi one because I think it, it wasn't a name so like Kickstarter's got the whole sort of thing around it you, you've, everyone's heard of Kickstarter and I think that's been the difference with this one but I, I just I was amazed at how quickly everything just took off and Kickstarter actually um, blogged about it on their Tumblr as well so that probably helped but yeah amazing <laughs> it is it is very much a full-time job though isn't it 
It is. It really is. And I'm never quite sure how often I should update people. Whether I, I would be happy with an update every single freaking day, to be honest with you. Okay, but that, that's maybe a little more pressure than she wants. Exactly. So exactly. I need to yes. do another video. Have you guys seen the, the video that I've done as well? <laughs> I love it's the video. So we, we can all watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, and I just realized how my eyebrows do weird things when I'm oh my god me too no kidding my eyebrows do weird things too one time i i what were we were doing something at boston comic-con and someone else filmed us and oh god yes my, right. i i started like fluttering my eyelashes or something and i just did not stop and i think i've refused to be on camera ever since seriously so you're not the only one don't do not feel alone in that Ah, oh, phew. <laughs> like, oh. Hey, Joe, has, has, has this whole crowdfunding experience changed the way you approach your art? Um, I, I don't think so. No, is <laughs> the answer to that. Um, in what way would it have, have changed it? Well, I, I'm. I mean, there's to a certain extent. There's as artists, of course, we want to create fun and beautiful things, but um, at the same time, we also have to pay the bills and yeah, and and <laughs> and, and, and and live, you know, and 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 support ourselves. And uh, uh, I'm I'm just wondering if if the whole web side crowdfunding thing has changed your approach to that side of art. Um. No, I, I guess not. I mean, I did um, the the print I gave to Peter Capaldi was a, a one I did of the Twelve Doctors because when I drew that, um, John Hurt hadn't appeared, so I thought you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, twelve twelve fits on perfectly to some you know onto paper. So, and I I've got an idea for that of actually doing postcards um, through a, a Kickstarter like thing um from from that so in a way I've, I've always sort of made some of my artwork with the the idea of pursuing a kickstarter type thing or or for for production if you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but definitely with craigie who it was really just for the fun of it and i had no idea whether anyone was going to read it and it's a new style for me as well which is probably why it takes me so long to draw <laughs> but um, no, I think I do want to do some more Kickstarters, but it's got to be right, and it's got to be, you know, because it's taken me so long to to plan this one. Um, I didn't realize how many hours it would take to just and it's shoot a, a video for that. <laughs> it's kind of a daily babysitting thing as well. It is. It is, and I've I found that I've because I I message everyone who who backs me as well, and and that's. Because I've backed a few things myself, and not many people bother doing that. And um, I've had some lovely responses from that, and I think that keeps some of the backers as well. Because I've I've heard that like four percent of backers will back out at some point. Really? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever backed out on a project, and I've I've pledged for God. Let's figure out how many. Yeah, you way too many. <laughs> way. Way, way, way too many. Way, way, way too many. 
So it is, it is now one thirty in the morning in Cardiff, and you must be exhausted. I'm, I'm not too bad, actually. A bit of a night owl. So <laughs> this, is, this is exactly the time I'm usually awake, coloring oh, cool. things or drawing. Or <laughs> you should be coming on the show more often, then. <laughs> I would, I'd love to. I would love to. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... That's just on Kickstarter. (laughs) You are number 17. Awesome. (laughs) There's some people who've backed me that have backed like hundreds, absolutely hundreds. Yeah, I'm not that made of money, you know. Spend all their money and time on Kickstarter. Oh, wait, no, wait, this says I've backed 26. 26, really? Okay, then which ones was it leaving out before? I don't know. I don't know. How their their counting is all funny and stuff. You know. But So I think we we might want to bring Tracy in at this point and talk well, about Well, I mean, he never left. He's just, you know, reading. reading. Yeah, I know. I He's know. reading, yeah. <laughs> Tracy, are you done with the webcomic or do you need a little bit more time? No, no. I I've I finished the webcomic and 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 I've, you know, and and here's this gun and Craig Ferguson, and I need to know how it's going to end. I've got, <laughs> I've bookmarked the page. I'll be back there on Sunday. I, I, I know where my priorities are. So, wow, this is interesting. You know, Kickstarter does that little like pie chart with different colors of the distribution of categories of things you've backed. Yeah. I have never backed a theater, dance, fashion, or food project. <laughs> My my two biggest are design and film and video. You didn't back Geeky Sprinkles? I did not. <gasps> I, that I, sounds amazing. I, Whatever I, it is, I, I have to confess. It. Okay, look, I'll confess this. While they are a cool thing and I enjoy the idea of them, I don't feel the need to spend money on them. Well, I I guess that means that I'm not going to be putting up that new baking dance company that I was interested in backing. (laughs) Baking dance company? Okay. Um, Well, I'm sure someone would back that, just not me. It was a fantasy baking dance company. Oh, well, you know, you never know. You could convince me. You could be my first. Dome, are you okay? Uh, I'm no, I'm I'm actually stunned into silence at this point. <laughs> I mean, I I've had some great stuff. I mean, my first one was Robin Sloan's book, um, and I still have my my physical copy of it. That's how you know I really liked it. Um, yeah, you I, never do physical copies of anything. I, I don't do that. I don't do that. And, and he's recently, so yeah, he's. He's a pretty good author. We tried to have him on the show one time. He blew us off. Not to guilt him or anything. Not to guilt him or anything. Like, so anyway, just Tracy. Why, <laughs> uh, yes. Shall we interview you? Well, you if you'd like to. I'm, I'm, you're here on the show. I'm here. I, we, could, we could do the interview. So what's be- going on with you, Tracy? Yeah, anything yeah. new happening? Are you, are you doing any projects? Because I hear mm. you're not that busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. Well, let's see. I'm on slice of sci. I'm 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 here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. That's true. And uh, and 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 singing on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. It doesn't get much better than that. 
Not for us. No, it does not. I think no. only you, Adam West, Spider Robinson, and Doug Jones have ever done that. Wow. So that, you, there's like, a they're right an illustrious there. company now. We're going to have to write to all of them and say, well, now you have you are in company with Tracy Hickman. Let's get them all together. We'll do a quartet. That could <gasps> be fun. That would be amazing. Actually. There's a Kickstarter right there. We have that barbershop quartet intro, right? Well, that's true. The uh, the 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 ladies from uh... the ladies. Yes. Sci-fi Saturday night. Sci-fi Saturday night. Stay tuned with the two with two O's. Wow. Well, how do you follow something like that? I don't know. You pretty much can't. Sorry. No, mean oddly enough, I actually used to be in barbershop quartet. And Why does that not surprise me? I Seriously. Did. I used to sing barbershop back back in the day. And, you know, I could break out into a chorus of goodbye, my Coney Island baby at a moment's notice. But uh, but we won't. No, we've got we've got a lot that's we have a lot that's going on. And in, and in fact, we're trying a lot of different things. Um as is very typical of of the new age that we live in, where um, we had we, we had our successful kick to- Kickstarter last year, thanks to Kriana, she put us over the top, I think. And uh, actually, we're very excited about that because uh, Sojourner Tales is now in production, and um, I cannot wait. Yeah, it should be out. Actually, uh, uh, we should be receiving it here um, in the next couple of months. We had some. Delays with the Chinese New Year, but other than that, it's uh, it, it's turning out to be a really beautiful product. I'm very excited to get that in. Um, I'm working with Kevin Anderson. Um, uh, actually, we're doing a steampunk, um, a Civil War steampunk book with uh, yeah, Kevin J. Anderson's uh, publishing house. Wait, is this the one with with the What If the South Had Dragons? Yes. That you were talking about. Awesome. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yes, I'm Dragons so of the Confederacy is is the title of the series, and and uh, we're going to be doing that with Kevin J. Anderson's publishing group. Um, the manuscript actually has been turned over to him, and and we're going to be uh, going through the editorial process. Uh, actually, the first book is actually going to turn into two books because um, we really wrote a long book. Um, and uh, so that actually should be coming out later this year, um, and we're going to go the self. Uh, we're going to go the independent publishing route with that. We've, we've, uh, in so many ways, had had been so frustrated with New York publishing, and and how it all has seemed to have moved over to um, from editors buying books that they believe in to um, uh, to marketing departments. Um, looking at their Ouija board and and telling you what's trending and what's not trending. Mermaids are in this year, I hear. Well, we had that. We had the. Uh, we sent this to one publisher, and they came back, and the uh, and the editor said, I, "I love the book, but steampunk is currently downtrending." Oh my God! No. Seriously. Seriously, that was the response we got. Wow. Steampunk is downtrending. Therefore, we can, we don't want to buy your book, right? Okay, so um, I'm very excited actually to be working with Kevin on that and and to get that book produced this year. Um, here's here's what I found interesting, Tracy. I clicked on over to Story Bundle, and 
there you are, there's Kevin J. Anderson, there's Neil Gaiman, there's David Farland, and you're all together. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. What a great story bundle. And well, it the, is. Th it's the thing that I found wonderful is Gaiman is in the front half, and there's Tracy Hickman and Kevin Anderson as the bonus books. Well, yeah, to redeem the bundle. How exactly? <laughs> I, I don't know. It, Tracy, I don't know if you know Neil Gaiman personally or like him personally, but as you may have noticed if you've listened to the show, I'm not a fan of his writing. Well, you know, it's interesting for me. This whole the whole story bundle um, journey has been interesting for me. Actually, um, uh, Kriana, you and 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 uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night introduced me to Story Bundle, and uh, we were going to try and 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 do something with that. And, and I when I got the contracts on when I got the contracts on Story Bundle, um, it was so inconceivable to my mind um, uh, I, I could not wrap my head around it properly and uh, I, I found it to be one of the most bizarre and ridiculous contracts I had ever read <laughs> and I, I feel like that's saying something and well, then and I have seen a lot of bizarre and ridiculous contracts <laughs> exactly. over 30 years uh, you know, and I mean, it said essentially, it said, uh, "Okay, we want your rights for like three weeks." <sighs> three weeks? You want my rights for three weeks? Okay, fine. Yeah, we want your rights for three weeks, and then we're not going to actually pay you any money for that. We're just going to use those rights. Uh, okay, and then, and then people who want to like buy your book, they're going to decide how much they're going to pay for it. Yep. And That's they're going to decide how much goes to you and how much goes to us. Yep. And yep. then we'll send you some money based on that. Oh, and, and some of it goes to charity, too. Oh, and some of it goes to charity, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. well, I, I, love, I love the, they support some really great charities over there at Story Bundle. Um, well, yeah, and one of the, the actually, the, in, the, in the very short time that we've had this Story Bundle running, in fact, uh, the, the primary charity that, that we're benefiting uh, in this particular Story Bundle is uh, the Challenger Learning Centers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And uh, uh, so far, we have raised, uh, uh, with this bundle alone, we've raised uh, $3,400 for the Challenger Centers. That's fabulous. Yeah. And, and so, I, I, when I, I got into this, and I thought, how, I don't understand this contract. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then Kevin Anderson called me up, and he said, oh, you got to do this. I said, Kevin, this is so weird. And he said, no, no, no. You don't understand. This is a great thing to do. <sighs> okay, fine. I see. You believe him, not me. <laughs> uh huh. Well, actually, the truth of the matter was, Kriana, I didn't believe him either. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. But it's true. I didn't believe him either. But you know, he was going to publish my book, so I thought I'd better be nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, it's actually been a tremendous experience. I mean, the books that are in here are great books. They really are, aren't they? And, yeah. I mean, the, the Brandon Sanderson, his book in here, Kevin J. Anderson's. I'm actually looking forward to reading The Clockwork Angel. And 
and and just you know some just really gorgeous titles that are in this bundle and whatever you want to you whatever you want to send it uh, send us there there it is and we've been having a blast with it it's it's been great to see the response that people have given to us on this bundle and you know okay so so you know Tracy I tell it like it is and Okay, go ahead, Kriya. You can speak your mind now. I'm gonna, I'm ready. It, it honestly has nothing to do with you, but J- oh, Jason yeah. might want to kill me in a minute. Um, <clears throat> no, I love Jason and I love Story Bundle, and we're we're I hope one of their biggest supporters. Uh, we we, we love them yeah. to pieces, but I'm a little worried seeing three, four, four, five huge names. Too many huge names in one bundle, for my taste, I think. The charm of Story Bundle, to me, is um, the fact that they find authors who are not so well-known and give them a little bit of a boost. Now, I I get it. You know, the big-name authors such as yourself, such as Mr. Gaiman, such as Mr. Mr. Anderson, Anderson. etc., um, you give... just wanted to say Mr. Anderson just now, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, g- give them a big publicity boost, but I, w- I would really hate to see them move towards all big name bundles or or not overemphasizing the big names at the expense of the more independent, um, more more up-and-coming authors. But just, I found it to be a very cool and interesting tool for discovery and i would hate to lose that well part of the problem that we have in in the age that that we live in is that we have um you know we've uh, we've yeah we had nothing to lose but our chains and then we wrapped it around our necks um (laughs) yeah we 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 tore down all of the barriers but at the same time, when we tore down those barriers, we tore down all the filters, which uh, which means that there is there is so much that is out there that is difficult to sift through it and find what's worthwhile. Absolutely right. Yeah. And, and that's that's some place where where someone like Story Bundle can shine uh, as that kind of a filter that is looking for the unusual, looking for the new, and being able to feature it alongside with established uh, established writers. Who can um, who can provide that linkage and and that sort of mentoring um, patronage, uh, which I think are, are all important things for uh, for writers and artists today. It's something I think that we've we've kind of lost. You know, I mean, at the same time, there's the, there was the downside of that that um, uh, that people who who were talented were not being discovered. But at the same time, now we find people who are talented who aren't being discovered because they are lost in all the noise. Um, so, like you, I'm actually quite concerned about that. Not not just from the standpoint of Story Bundle, but but in general. One of the projects, in fact, that I'm working on this year is a secret project, yeah. um, and it's. Uh, but yeah. you're about to tell all of us right now about it. Well, I'm no, I'm not going to tell you about it. I will <laughs> tell you about it later once I get it built. Cool. Um, okay, your last secret project was so awesome that I'm, I'm like my brain is now spinning trying to figure out what in the world this could possibly be, but I'm never well, going to figure it out. So I'll just it's what, I, a what I can tell you, it's a spaceship. I w- that would be nice. 
No, what, <laughs> what this project entails is providing young authors um, an avenue um, to become known. It's a means of providing young, uh, young and budding authors, new authors, and artists um, uh, a, a quantifiable way of being recognized when their work is good and promoting them when their work is good. It's, uh, it, it involves a, a, a sort of, um, well, I can't actually go into what it does, but, but it's, it's designed specifically to help new authors to, um, to shine uh, and, and to reward people who have talent and who are being recognized for their talent. Um, a way to uh, a way to uh, to find a greater level of recognition and uh, in in their in their published works, and that's really so, the key these days. Because, as you said, the noise, the the, the sheer volume among those uh, trying to be noticed right now is amazing, and uh, there's a whole lot of incredibly good stuff that is getting lost. Well, you look at, at, at Joe Whippy's work. I mean, uh, this comic, this online comic, was is a brilliant piece, and uh, uh, and is has caught on because of that. Right, and it's exactly. because of uh, it's because people have spread the word about that and have recognized it and seen it. And there are so many uh, people out there who I think have talent that need to be recognized. Unfortunately, there are so ever many more people who are out there. Um, who do not uh, have uh, don't don't have that talent don't have that um, uh, that don't get have that perfection of their craft in order to be recognized and uh, and and everybody gets lost in all of that right um, uh, you know people there's so, I, I run into people all the time who come to writing seminars um, and they think that they want to become a writer because they read so much. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> right, or, or become a race car driver because you drive so much. It's not quite the I same. I know how to drive. I could be a race car No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd be a no, terrible no, 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 race no, no, car no. driver. Well, and that's why, and that's why it's that's why it's so important. This 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 new project that I'm working on is uh, um, uh, it's. Uh, it, it helps everybody in the chain, uh, and it helps publishers because it helps publishers find talent that is performing, and it helps uh, it helps the artist who wants to prove themselves in numbers to to be recognized and to be promoted. It's, then, then you have something to show someone to say this this is how much people like my stuff. This this concrete number that's not just something ethereal like hits on my website. Yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 why I'm so excited about this particular project and Are you going to restrict it to simply writers? Why no. not have creators of all kinds? Uh no, we want actually it's it is the what we're developing is so um adaptable that it can be applied to uh, all kinds of different disciplines. That's what it which, sounds like. Yeah, which is another reason why I'm very, very excited about it. And yes, Kriana, it, it, there is a very heavy software side contingent on all of this, which I'm sure you'll be excited to hear about. <laughs> I, so, I'm just hoping there's a category for podcasts. 
Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. There's no reason why it can't be there, and 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 uh, and and as soon as I get this built, we're I'm actually going to be doing a demonstration proof of concept uh, later this month at a small convention. Then we're going to be moving it to um, a larger convention, uh, Fan X, uh, Fan Experience here in Salt Lake. That's going to be next month, uh, which is you know, a Comic Con uh, fan experience here. And if we get the kind of reaction to it there that um, that we hope we get, then uh, then we're going to be approaching some of the bigger conventions uh, and and doing uh, doing tests and proof there, um, and then moving it into the convention environment. Um, and when are before. you coming east? Yeah, east when are you coming to visit us, Tracy? You know, I would absolutely love to come uh, to to an East Coast convention. No, it's you know, like you know when you me, should I, come. I, I went to Lethbridge last year, mm-hmm. Lethbridge, Canada, eh? hmm. and 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 I'm I, I I actually arrived in Calgary and I went to the um, uh, went through immigration, right, customs and immigration, and they directed me back into the back, you know, where all of the armed people are in flak vests. <laughs> And a very stern-looking man wanted to know why I wanted to come into Canada. And I told him uh, that I was I, I was going to Lethbridge. And he said, Lethbridge? I said, yes, I'm going to Lethbridge. He said, why? And I said, well, I'm, I'm going there to be famous. And he said, famous in Lethbridge? Like, you know, no one would go to Lethbridge to be famous. So... And I got to Lethbridge, and I thought, okay, that was a very charming thing. And as soon as I got to Lethbridge, people would come up to me all through the convention. And they'd say, why are you here? You're, you're an incredibly like famous and cool person. Why are you here in Lethbridge? And then they'd ask me, why are you not in Calgary? Why didn't you come to Calgary, to the Calgary um, convention? Yeah, absolutely. And my, is- my answer all the time was consistent. They never asked me. Well, there you go. The people in Lethbridge, they asked me, and I so I came. Well, and okay, so so here's your official invitation. Please, come to Boston. Please join us for Boston Comic Con at the Sci-Fi Saturday Night booth because we will be promoting actually our joint project, which has yet to be actually officially announced. So, yes, suspenseful people. I would absolutely love to come to Boston Comic Con. I think that'd be a that'd be a fabulous thing to do. It's a really good con. It's freaking gigantic we i am actually in the middle of writing by the way a sojourner tales adventure that is about going to conventions awesome oh very cool it is awesome fun i'm very excited about about getting that built but i you know i can't actually spend a lot of time on that right now because we're running this story bundle with uh right now with all these awesome names and i'm actually finishing this week um, the book for Shroud of the Avatar. Oh. Uh, yes. Not that, that actually, I can tell you, is turning out to be one of the best pieces of writing I think I've ever done. I, I'm just, I don't know, there's something about this whole thing that just completely inspired me. And I've got characters, we have, we have characters, Richard Garrett and I uh, worked through this book together. And uh, we've got characters and and story that's in here that is that is just really got me excited, and that actually I'll have I'll have my first draft of that will be finished um, this week, 
And uh, I think they're up to chapter, they're releasing chapter 13 this week to the uh, Shroud of the Avatar backers. It's, it's just been a delightful Unreal. experience. I've really loved that. That and I do go into the game from time to time, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and wander around, you know. And I haven't I, I haven't gotten in there yet still, but it's it's like on my weekend list of things to figure out. Yeah, it's fun. I love to wander around, you know, and I'll say, Hey, I'm Tracy Hickman and they'll say, No, you're not and then that's the end of that. <laughs> You're full of crap. You're not Tracy Hickman. Well, so anyway, we're going to have Sojourner Tales. We're going to be shipping that this summer. And uh, and our Nightbirds, uh, first of our Nightbirds series comes out, I think, in July this year. I cannot Um, wait to read that. Unwept. I'm going to send you one. Subtle, subtle, subtle reminder. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to read that. Ever since I saw the cover, I've been like, I need to read this yesterday. You know, oh, everyone says don't judge a book by its cover, but I always do that. Well, and I love the cover on this book; it's a very compelling cover. I, I'm, uh, and uh, and the book itself, I'm I'm thrilled with it. It turned out really well. We're actually going to be turning in the second book in that one this year, so we're hoping actually for an annual schedule on those releases. You know what? Let me tell you why I judge a book by its cover, though. Sure. You never have someone who writes a shitty book. And then goes out of their way to give it a really awesome cover. Or at least very, very rarely. Have you ever seen that? Because I don't think I have. It's been very rare that there's a very, very compellingly awesome graphic that's not attached to a compelling book. Right. If you have a really awesome novel, you want to put the absolute best picture you want to put the best face on that novel that you can now now, sometimes you don't always have the means to do so not all great novels have compelling color covers however if there is one though you can be 80 percent sure at least that the book is going to be kind of awesome but remember the story that tom snogoski told about him fighting them not to put that cover on it the publisher's and he lost. Uh, well, yeah, that's why it's not 100% foolproof. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I wouldn't have picked up that book without meeting him. I know. I Which know. is probably why he didn't want that cover. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know a librarian trade secret? Yeah. One of the things they teach you in library school is the statistic that um, books that you leave the colorful cover on instead of putting it in one of those plain one color library bindings those circulate more and they circulate even more if you display your books in a way where the cover faces out instead of the spine well i mean that just seems obvious to me covers are at their heart marketing tools yep that's what they're there for and you know they give you in the in their most pure form, and, and hopefully, um, unwept is is a, a shining example of this. They give you a taste of the tone of what's to come. They give you a hint about what's inside. And a plain whatever color cover does not give you any sort of hint. It it tells you I'm bored. Right. It's it's just hi. This is green. It's it, a tell, color. it tells Enjoy you it. this might as well be a mechanic manual. That it I'm tells gonna... you libraries don't have much money because it's cheaper to get the plain colored covers. Than... Mm. 
Well, that's true. Well, you know, I'm grateful to. I'm glad to report actually that the cover on uh, on on uh, our first Nightbirds book on on Unwept is the title of the first book, and that that cover absolutely captures the essence of the book for me. It's uh, uh, the the it has an, a whole Hitchcock suspense dark feel to it that that I think reflects the book really well. And it's beautiful. I yeah, love it to is. hear it's that compelling. from authors. I love it when authors say, I just love the cover of this book. Because usually when authors talk about their covers, they're like, oh, it was awful. But theres I don't think in this day and age, there's a good reason for that. I, I usually really it's a fight with a, pop, with a publisher. Sometime I'll point you towards Robin McKinley's blog, and she has a whole long blog post about how she feels about the covers of some of her books and they were all publisher decisions like they didn't even tell her they were changing the covers well there's actually a a technique to that by the way if you can if you can do it and we've kind of managed to do this down through the years um i didn't have to do it interestingly enough on 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 unwept because it was so perfect but um with uh very often when we would work with publishers back when we were working with um uh, uh, when we were working on the dark, uh, or the Death Gate cycle, the seven book Death Gate cycle, it got to be kind of a routine where we would like submit the title for the book, and then the editor would come back and say, "No, we don't like that title. What uh, what else do you have in mind?" Are you joking? No, it would happen every time, and and we got to the point where we would submit our first title as an absolute joke. Just so they could reject it, and then we would come back with the title that we wanted. I, I think one of the books we suggested, the first title we suggested was Haplo Takes His Dog for a Walk. Wow. And they said, well, that's a terrible title. Oh, okay, well, then we'll do something else. So, um, so it was always just like the third one that they were like, oh, well, okay. It, we always had to go through this kind of little dance that, that asserted the fact that they were in charge and we were just authors and okay, fine. The, the, we've, what we ended up doing with the covers, though, is, is the editor would contact us and say, what would you like for a cover? And we would describe a cover to them and we would email that to the editor. The editor would send that to the art director. The art director... Uh, they'd, and they'd say, who do you want for an artist? And we'd say, oh, you know, we think uh, that Keith Parkinson would be really good for this. Then they'd send that to the art director. The art director would contact Keith Parkinson and contract him to do the cover. Then we would write to Keith Parkinson, <laughs> which we weren't supposed details. to do, and tell him, you know, what we wanted. And he said, oh, yeah, I get that. Okay, fine. And then he would do the painting, send it to the art art department, send it up to the art director. The art director would send it to the editor. The editor would send it to us. And we'd say, yeah, we think that'll work. I guess that's okay. Yeah, I guess that'll work fine. And and so we just kind of, they would go through their whole jumping through the hoops and bureaucracy thing while we were just talking to the artist directly and basically figuring <laughs> out between us what we like. <laughs> Yeah, in the best of all possible worlds, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I want everybody to visit me wherever I am this year. I, uh, like I say, I'll be at, I'll be at the. Uh, I'm actually going to Anomaly Con in Denver here at the end of the month, and then we're doing the FanX experience, the Comic Con FanX experience um, here in Salt Lake in mid-April. 
I believe I'm going to be the guest of honor at, uh, Laura and I will be guests of honor at Origins this year. Um, and, and of course, somebody just invited you to Boston Comic Con. And someone just invited me to Boston Comic Con, and by jingo, I would love to come to Boston Comic Con. That would be awesome to do. Well, and speaking of swanky digs, we have a new couch that's very comfortable. <laughs> Sweet. Depending on the offer from Comic Con, I may need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will. I will. I have a friend. I, I have friends in high places. Kirby will be you know getting people. Kirby. He's my favorite. He's so great. He's the best. Kirby, Kirby is the best. I love you. And yeah, some somebody's going to get an uh, an instant <laughs> message very quickly, isn't he? Uh, later. We got time. Mm. We got time. It's all good. Tracy, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us again tonight. Uh, it's always uh, more than a pleasure to have you with us. You're welcome on the show anytime you know that. Well, as soon as I get this secret project taken care of by Jingo, you guys are going to be first on my list. <laughs> All right. And, and the other secret project that you and I are working on. Which we should probably oh, yeah. talk about right after this. Yeah, we should actually, shouldn't just, we? Just quickly, <laughs> at least, I'm saying, because... Yeah. The Epic Fantasy Bundle on StoryBundle.com ends in about 11 days. And check it out. You'll see Neil Gaiman. You'll see you Kevin Anderson. Sorry. And you'll see <laughs> bonus book, Tracy Hickman. That's right, but please don't bother me on Sunday because I'm going to be over at Joe Whitby's site checking out that new... Uh... <laughs> me too. We'll all be there. It'll be a party. Yeah. <laughs> And Craigie Who and Mr. Timey Pants website, the Kickstarter. Go over there and, like, give this lady tons of money. It's cool. She deserves it. This is the most fun I have had on a web comic forever. Folks, thank you, thank you folks <laughs> so much. Brianna, what's happening in the next couple of weeks? Well, next week, Jamal Eigel joins us for real to talk about Molly Danger and the dangers of Kickstarter. On the 29th, Gary Summers is coming to chat up his new show, The Pop Culture Expo. And on April 12th, Griffin S. and George O'Connor relay the details of their debut podcast. And this is where I usually say dead redhead, but she's not here tonight. So, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, booksandbooze.com and comicarthouse.com Visit comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music is provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD Haldafolk at robwattsonline.com Dome? You know, it's it's an hour that you're never going to get back. It's an hour that I'm going to cherish. This has been the most fun I've had on the show in an awful long time. I want to thank the guests for just being incredibly cool. I want to thank my cast tonight uh, from the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our grammar girl, the Zombrarian. Thank you so much, ladies. And don't mind me. When I wasn't giggling in a comic, I was staring into Peter Capaldi's eyes. And this... I still don't have anything glued to my fingers, so it's a successful <laughs> show. <Yay. laughs> this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody.